How did it take, I mean, Iron Man went with the obvious Iron Man song. How has it taken Thor this long to get to Zeppelin already? Who knows? I'm glad they waited, though. Yeah. This is the appropriate thing. I feel like they're now getting into that tone. That should probably have been there from the start. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I guess it was. Thor was always goofy. Yeah, those movies have always been pretty goofy. But now... In, in an awesome way. Yeah. Like, nobody, nobody... People complain about the Thor movies, but nobody's like, hey, you know what I dislike about the Thor movies? That Thor guy. <laughs> yeah, one thing, the movies have always been goofy, and, you know, I, I never... F- I've never felt like they actually embraced that... that weirdness like they should have and I think they're finally doing it with this one yeah I mean uh, I don't know how I feel about the uh, I mean Kate Blanchett holy cow yeah wow and she destroyed <laughs> she destroyed <laughs> Thor's yeah, hammer yeah. yeah I guess we know what happens when uh, she grabs the one ring huh <laughs> Wait, are, are we starting? Because uh, are we, have we not recorded yet? No. We missed out on genuinely good stuff. Well, I I have it recording, but I kind of started in a weird place. So, uh, that's, hi. That's hi, everybody. I'm David West. I'm a garbled sound from a telephone. Yeah, you're the form of Gabriel Canada. You're the voice of Gabriel Canada. Well, I guess on here you're embodied as usual. Yeah, I guess on here you're always the voice. Embodied is is actually best. Yeah, you're always the voice of Gabriel Canada on here. Mm-hmm. Except when they see you in person. Try to be consistent. Yes. You know, the problem with doing this, Gabe, we might talk over each other a lot more than we tend to already. Oh, I, I, I hardly think that that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> to do it more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least with this, I would have an excuse. Yeah, because you can't see me. Mm-hmm. All right. So, everybody, um, exciting, exciting start to the day so far. Uh, I didn't even know this was coming out. Normally, there's, like, the teaser teaser trailers where it's like stay tuned tomorrow for a new trailer of something else and they give you like 15 seconds they just dropped this today and I'm quite a, quite happy with that yeah I got a big ups to Taiko Watiti yeah he knows his, he knows his, uh, his crowd yeah uh, I think I mean just well, before we... I, they probably already know what we're talking about. But, you know, that's one of those trends that annoys the hell out of me. How many did they have for that Justice League trailer? One for each of the members? Being like, stay tuned Saturday! Oh, I haven't, I haven't watched all of the Justice League trailers. I will say I've been really impressed with the Guardians trailers. Like, how, how quickly they... It's so weird to me. Like, I didn't realize, like, how late... I mean, it felt, I mean, the fact that they dropped it, like, started dropping those in, like, October of last year. Yeah. I mean, it felt, it, I didn't, it didn't feel like the wait has been that long. I can't believe it's going to be out next month. 
Can't, le- less than a month. It's only weeks away at this point. Yeah. Three weeks? Home, homecoming, is, is, homecoming isn't that far away either, is it? No, July. Oh, wow. But we have a lot of movies between Thor, well, uh, between Guardians and uh, Homecoming. We, there's a, a like a movie every week between the two. It's quite, uh, quite a lot. I think I might actually get my AMC Stubbs Rewards card there. <laughs> yeah, you should. I love my Stubbs card. It gets the things like free screenings and occasional popcorn. Yeah. Occasional $10 off a ticket. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but yeah, it's the summer release schedule is crazy. Uh, we should do an episode talking about like going through a weekly basis come summertime of what we're going to have and what's going to be coming out. I, I mean, the thing is, like, there's literally too much good television. Well... Like, you, you can't get through the amount of good television, but the... The blockbuster trend, at the very least, like about films, you may be, you may not say like, hmm, that looks, that's like a film that has, has changed my life. But what you can do is you can be like, oh yeah, I'm grabbing some fucking popcorn, and at least I'm sitting through this thing. Yeah. <laughs> at least I can get through this. Like, yeah, I can, I can go once a week for the next, next uh, for the entire summer season, and be like, yeah, yeah, I go twice a film. Yeah, especially since during the summer, you know what? All the all of our TV shows are on break. So, we don't have to worry about appointment television. Yeah. I'm not good at appointment television. I didn't get start appointment television. I, I started at late. I started appointment television by the time I was in, like, a senior in high school. Like, oh, I probably should tune into this thing at a certain time. <laughs> well, at, at least at least then, I mean, DVRs were a thing by that point already. But at least the internet wasn't as... At least you could go on the internet after one of your shows aired and not have it ruined for you. You know? Well, no, it was just that I, I was bad at episodic television. Well, I mean, most things were episodic. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't as much narrative, like, bingey stuff when we, were, when we were in high school or middle school. No, because television's so, gotten like better. the Monster of the Week type of thing. Yeah. So it really didn't matter. Like, I didn't pay attention to TV schedules. I didn't. I just was like, what the fuck's on? Oh, yeah, <laughs> boring cable stuff. I will watch that. <laughs> I, my, my television viewing habits are, are, were atrocious before, before streaming. But it's, it's honestly, like, I, and I've heard this, like, and I'm not, I'm not doing this to pat myself on the back. I've heard that, like, people who enjoy bad TV or bad movies, mm-hmm. not, I mean, I'm not talking about the Fox variety, like, generally are just, like, just fun, like MST3K stuff. It's yeah. Like, generally, that is a sign of high high intelligence, apparently. Apparently. That's, that's one one study that pats itself on the back probably way too much. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's one that I, I'll accept patting itself on the back. Because I fall into that category. I, I, I kind of buy that argument, though, because it's just like you're making the storylines or whatever yourself, or you're, you're thinking of ways that you can improve the thing, or you're just enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. I love that news. Like turning into broadcast TV now, and it's just like, oh, oh, you you actually like NCIS. Well, a lot of those shows are going away. 
a lot of those shows are starting to go away, which is nice. But there are so many of them. Hey, Gabe, we now live in a CSI free world. There are no CSI shows on anymore. But I think NCIS New Orleans starring Scott Bakula is a thing. It is. It is. There are now three NCISs, and how many shows set in Chicago by Dick Wolf, I don't know. That almost has an epic quality of its uh, in and of itself, though, because it's just like, what you know what? Marvel's got its cinematic universe. Chicago has its murder crime spree universe. <laughs> that it does. Of the, two, of the two, one is more believable than the other, according to statistics. <laughs> Superheroes. I, I agree. I mean, because you know what? I, I think we all remember the day that Shatari invaded. Yeah. We survived New York. I have the t-shirt. Mm. Yeah, barely, honestly. Like, if you hadn't met that cop on the subway, I don't think you would have survived New York. <laughs> yeah, because I was following you around. No, no, I, I, there was no following. I may have driven us to New York, but there was no, there was no following. <laughs> there was, we, we got on the subway, you had the subway app, and I had no subway app. And you're just like, yeah, this is the thing. And then we, we go, and uh, uh, we should have trusted the thing, actually. But yeah. I was really scared. <laughs> it took us in the other direction. Yes, it did. And that was our first time in the city, so it happens. Yeah. We're here now. That's all that matters. We, we survived. Anyway, I've, I've been going around this because it's, it's, it's hard to, to spoil the trailer. People haven't seen it. But, like, there's no, there's no real, I mean, there's plenty of plot. But I feel like if you talk about the plot, even though it's not spoiling anything, it seems like it's spoiling everything because it seems like they've laid out the, largely the direction of the entire film. Kind of, but this is stuff that they've told us in the synopsis and and, yeah. and through pictures that have come out where we've seen Thor without his hammer. We've gotten concept art of uh, the Hulk. It, we, we've had an idea of what the story is going to be. I thought she was going to steal the hammer. I didn't think she was going to smash it into tiny bits. Well. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised Well, that that, that moment is, is fairly shocking if you haven't seen the trailer itself. Sorry, so that's what I was apologizing yeah. for. So really should have stopped listening if you didn't want to have that happen. Well, but the, uh, yeah, it happens pretty early in the trailer. Um, but... This could be a spoiler. There's still one Infinity Stone left to find. The Soul Gem, which very well could be inside of Thor's hammer. I don't, I don't think that it's in Molnir. I think it's Hell possesses uh, I think Soul she, Gem. I think she does now after breaking Thor's hammer. Hell to simply have the Soul Gem because she's the... Uh, she's in charge of the Norse underworld. Yeah, which would make sense, but at the same time, Molnir is whoever shall be, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Basically, I, I mean, it's a good argument that the Soul Gem is inside that hammer, too, because it's basically imprinted itself on Thor. Does that make sense? I mean, yes and no, because I think the the thing is, like, I think it's more like you, the enchantment on the stone is, like, overridden by an infinity gem. Because, like, you mind, like, 
the uh, vision or whatever is able to use the hammer. Yeah. And it seems more like that. Like she just, she's overpowering it. She stops the, the hammer. Yeah. And I think that's just like a sign of like uber, uber strength. Like it's, and I, I think you see that just with the, the idea of having the gem. Okay. Well, either way, there will be another infinity gem in this movie. There has to be. If, if anything, I would think like the, um, cause he, the, and Asgard, they already had, how many gems do they already have? They didn't have the Aether cause they hit that, but they did have the, the, the Tesseract, right? Yeah. And I guess they hit that too. They hit them both on Earth, right? Um, no, Tesseract is hidden in Asgard. They took the Aether to... It's hidden in Asgard now, but at the beginning of the Captain America film, it was hidden on Earth. Yes. So Odin, Odin hit that, and, and his dad, Bofer, right, Bofer? Bor. Bor, yeah. Um, but the Aether was taken at the end of Thor the Dark World to the Collector. So he has that, and then we see we see his. Uh, what is it? Is it is it Celestial? The Eternals? What is it? What is the uh, the Collector and the uh, the Grandmaster? Who are? What are they? Um, I don't know if they're going to be. I don't know if they're related or not. No, they are. They're the same race of aliens. Oh, what are they? The alien race that the Collector and he are a part of. Um, yeah, probably the uh, probably the Eternals. Then maybe. I don't remember. I can't remember. Like, I know it's not like the gods. It's not the one that are the gods. Like, they're created by them. Yeah. I don't know. They're setting up this whole... I mean, they even made a joke about the living tribunal in, the, in Doctor Strange. So they're definitely setting up, like, the big bads in the cosmic universe. Well, I know they're not the, the celestials because they're actually seen in Guardians of the Galaxy when... Uh, yeah, that's the head, right? That's the head the space station set. Uh, yeah, it's one of them. But also when uh, the Collector is showing them about the Infinity Gems, you see them. There there's some other big uh, big cosmic entities that are in the uh, trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't remember their name either. Yeah. Well, and of course we're about to get Ego the Living Planet, so we'll, I'm, sure, I'm sure there'll uh, be more of those coming up very soon anyway. I can't believe I'm spacing on the name of those three, but yeah, like they've, they've got like pretty much the higher order of everything. You almost, it almost feels like the only thing that missed. I mean, and I guess that makes a lot of sense since they're setting up the Titans with Thanos. Yeah. So he's, so he's technically of a similar vein to to all of these these people anyway. I guess it's it's good to have them kind of set up that as a as a rubric for like being really really strong. So let's uh, let's go through this trailer. Actually, at the beginning of it, we have Thor wrapped up in chains, and it kind of looks like he is in hell. What do you think? And he's doing hell, hell's cold. Muskelheim is is hot. Okay, hell is cold and damp. There's a when he fights Beta Ray Bill in the comics. There's like an Asgardian realm that's made of fire that isn't Muskelheim. Okay. I think that'd be a neat place to put the Redolus if they have a cameo. I don't know. I think, honestly, though, that probably is just the entrance to the wormhole to the Grandmaster's arena. No, you think? Well, 
Yeah, because he's he's in chains. He's been captured. We see him throw. We see them throw a net on him later, and yeah, this just has him dangling here in chains above some fire, like lava. I think that they might. I think it might be related. I think the scene might be one one to the other. So he's he's like combing through the. I mean, it doesn't go in order, but like it seems like it's combing through the ruins of Asgard. Yeah, and then he gets captured, and then maybe he's he's into this. Dimension. Well, it immediately goes from that to him fighting Kate Blanchett. And that's when she grabs his hammer and then crushes it. She looks really attractive here, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's been noted. Uh, more that EW covered than anything. I just, and I, I, I don't know how to sound uh, vain with her saying, or not sound vain saying this. It's like, she seems so bloody young. Yeah, she really does. She looks really young. And, you know, one thing that really kind of made me cheer, 30 seconds into the trailer, you get her headdress. They, they've kind of had the tendency to go away from the crazy Asgardian headgear, but we get her headdress at 30 seconds into this trailer. It just kind of made me squee a little bit. I read where some people are looking at, like, the costumes in this in particular as, as really being a nod to different eras of the comics. So it's, you kind of have the unworthy Thor look for, for Thor yeah. in both in the arena. And it's good because it sands Molnir. And then also for Loki, um, who does show up in the trailer at the, towards the end, he, he looks like he's wearing his Agent of Asgard uh, Yeah, the short horns. Um. So at about 36 seconds, you see Asgard getting blown to shit. I feel like, I mean, if, if we're led to believe, like, from what we've talked about and they're talking about before, like, he maybe accidentally blows her out. Okay. And I think she just goes and fucks shit up because, like, he he thinks... Asgard's in a whole lot of trouble at the end of Ultron, in, in the middle of Ultron. He goes somewhere to, to like look and everybody's like, everybody's dead! Yeah, when and he's in the cave. Yeah, his cave spirit walk thing. dead yet. No. Like, is that clear? Like, I don't know that they were dead yet. No, no, that was just a vision that he saw. He saw a vision of Ragnarok. I, my bet was still that the soul gem is in was in uh, Heimdall's eyes, didn't he? I mean, did you have that same kind of vibe? No, I never really have. But uh, it would make sense. It would definitely make sense. Because um, in, in the vision, his eyes are, are whited out. Yeah. Well, the, the next sh- shot we have, and it's unclear where Thor's at. Kind of looks like an alien planet. There's wormholes in the sky and some ships, some very alien-looking ships coming down. Which I thought I thought that was the ruins of Asgard first. Uh, no, because he's also talking to some other alien species. Uh, if you look at about forty three seconds in, there's a bunch of people wearing masks. Almost looks at almost looks like it's a scene from Star Wars. Almost like there's some very interesting looking creatures on this planet. Let's say like uh, he's. From what we've read, he supposedly fans out at seeing a Valkyrie. And I almost wish we'd had that moment in there, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, this is also where like, he gets... Like Thor is just having a really good time for the world coming to an end. Yeah. And this is in the scene where we first get a glimpse of Valkyrie. He gets shot with the net, and then she's pulling him away in the net. 
And then it goes back to another shot immediately after at 47 seconds where we see a Pegasus and a Valkyrie riding it. You get the nice blue cape that she normally has. This looks like it will probably be a different one, though. This one looks more like the traditional blonde that's in the comics, the comic book Valkyrie. But there are other ones pictured around her now that I'm pausing it. And they're attacking Helena. Well, Valkyrie, the the person who's the lead, is the one who says, I brought you the contender. Okay. I mean, that's who's who's playing Valkyrie as a named character. Okay. Then it goes back to Thor being... You know, this scene here, you get Thor sitting in a chair, being strapped into a chair, really did kind of remind me, even in the look and feel of it, of that first Guardians trailer when Peter Quill's getting showered. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I I mean, talking about traditional head garb, how do you, do you like the fact that they made the winged helm pretty badass, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, uh... We'll get we'll get to that in a second. I'm literally going through the trailer and pausing it right now. Um, mm, I would I would follow along if I had the uh, computational ability. I do not. Ah, it's fine. But at about 56 seconds, we get Jeff Goldblum, who looks fantastic. Uh, did you? Sam Neill's also people, in the movie. Which, mad. Okay, first of all, I think it's complete nerd bullshit because nobody is like a huge fan of the Grandmaster, and if you are, you are lying. Yeah, right. You are a liar, and we we can smell the bullshit uh, emanating <laughs> from your person. Like, the, oh, he's not blue. Why isn't he blue? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, you know Sam Neill's in this as well. So it's like a nice Jurassic Park reunion. Sam Neill is in it as well? Yeah. Playing? Uh, don't know. Red Baron? <laughs> Maybe. So clearly Valkyrie's working for, for the Grandmaster. So it'd be interesting when she finally flips. I wonder if she'll be responsible for getting him out. I wonder the way that they set this up. So it's not, the Grandmaster is not, it's not, he's not in charge of, like, the good version of, of uh, Valhalla's, I mean, uh, uh, the Asgardian realm of, like, hey, you're dead and in battle and glory and you get to go party for the rest of your life. No, apparently. Like, he's not. He's not in charge of that. We've never, I mean, I guess we've never really seen that and the whole idea of, like, I don't know. I'm going to ask you a Marvel question because I'm pretty well versed in like Norse mythology, but not necessarily the Kirby mythology here. Like, are the Einhar Yar a thing in Marvel? Um, you know, I don't recall. My my Thor knowledge isn't as great as other sections of the Marvel U, mainly because of it. Like, I guess Chris Dan's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, because I mean, I'm gonna. I'll admit, I've never actually read the, the old Walt Simonson run of Thor as well. Uh, that's a big, uh, big I just, thing. I legit do not know if the Einhar Yar are a thing, but, like, in Norse mythology, like, the reason, like, it's, it's divided essentially into... Hell is in charge of every every dead soul, but the, the Asgardians are able to... And Thor himself is able to renew life like of, of these of these dead warriors like the ones that die in battle can be 
they fight and train for, for the Ragnarok every day, and Molnir can actually bring them back to life. Mm. Which he has also, happened. Uh, he so. also kills and eats his own his own uh, his own goats that he that pull his chariot. So that's a thing that he does as well. And Molnir brings them back to life. Like that would be the only thing. Like in like and tying it to mythology, that'd be the only thing that would say like, hey, the soul gem could be. Yeah, element. but it's not a power that we've seen Mew Mew wield in the MCU <laughs> by any means. Uh, at about a minute into the trailer, we get our first look of, at Idris Elba's Heimdall. Who looks fucking cool? He looks yeah. like he's been. He almost looks like a barbarian, like he's been living in the woods and. The shit that we see before we see Heimdall is the is Heimdall's ship maybe. Uh, right before. Mm-hmm. Um. That cool gold disc looking thing. It looks very Heimdall. Huh. I don't know. I wouldn't have expected him to have a ship. Maybe I mean he's. Uh, oh, it's right! It's right after! It's right after! I could see that. I could definitely see I mean, that being the case. Looks as guardian. Yeah. All the other ships are very alien, and it just it seems like that could be his. Agreed. Yeah, it very well could be. Um. It, it is kind of nice. We do get a, a shot uh, right after the scene with Heimdall and what could be a ship. We get Carl Urban's uh, Scourge, which will be interesting to see. It's nice seeing other Asgardians that we haven't gotten before. Hopefully the Warriors 3 Scourge? Scourge. I thought Carl Urban was playing. Who was the guy who played Boulder? Uh, he was... Uh... Oh, shit. Why am I spacing his name? Yeah, I don't I remember. I famous dude playing Boulder, and he was at the end of the last four. Well, we had Ray Stevenson as Volstag. In the last Thor, we had Zachary Levi as, uh, uh, shit, it's facing his name. Was I don't know. Boulder? Huh? Was Zachary Levi Boulder? Possibly. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. Are they back in this? I don't even know if they're in this one. Do you think we'll see the executioners in it, right? Yeah, apparently. Huh. They're actually not listening in this. We'll see Enchantress as well. Like, I can see her being one of Hell's flunkies. That would be pretty entertaining. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing any of the Warriors 3 listed, which is unfortunate, because... Not even Sif? Well, she's not technically part of the Warriors 3, but she is indeed oh, listed. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, she's in charge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's listed. She's in it. Jamie Alexander's back. But it doesn't look like the other ones are, which is unfortunate. I don't see her in the trailer. Am I wrong? No, she's not in the trailer. I was looking at the cast list on IMDb. But no, they're not in the trailer. So I'm wondering if they just get killed super early. Wouldn't surprise me. It would be unfortunate, but... It's... I wonder, like... This is just so 
silly question, maybe, but like, I wonder if Thor has died before already, and maybe that's why he's not so glum about everything. Oh, maybe. Uh. But, like, I mean, because the thing is, like, yeah, he's happy throughout almost all the fucking trailer. Well, that's just kind of how <laughs> Thor's always been, too, though. Thor's always kind of been happy. But, like, I wonder, like, if they know that Ragnarok is a thing, but, like, also, like, the rebirth and death cycle that happens or whatever. I don't know. Uh, well, I finally got to the first shot of Loki, and he has the long horns in this first scene, but this definitely looks to be taking place on Asgard, maybe during the first fight with Hela. So do you, do you think it's Thor or Loki who lets Hela out? Um, you know, I would actually say it might be Loki, just because he's also been hiding as Odin. That's how Thor 2 kind of ends. You kind of have him as as Odin. So, I don't know. It's, it's weird because it's not the straightforward plot I think everybody was expecting it to be. Well, I actually think a lot of what we get here is very little of the movie. I I can see all this being Act 1. Well, cause supposedly it's a three-part thing where it's just like, Accidentally rippies hell. All hell break loose. Send to uh everybody dies. Yeah. Send to planet. Fight Hulk. Hulk friend. Now go and have weird buddy comedy with Doctor Strange. Yeah. So awesome. I don't know how you fit that all in one movie. I don't either, but let's see it. Let's get it. No, like, I, I'm not unexcited. Yeah, yeah. Fucking dope. You know, I would be... I don't know how you fit that into one movie, though. I don't either. But you know what? Given what this movie looks like and how it feels, and given the next time that we see him, he's already... Well, the Guardians are in it, too. Well, in the next Avengers, I would not be surprised if they're in this movie. Because the thing is, like, at the beginning, of, so in the Doctor Strange cameo, yeah. he has Mjolnir. Uh, I don't think he did. I don't remember him having it. Definitely? I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch it. But he does have his long hair. He has his long hair in that, too. Yeah. So, I have no clue. It'll be, it'll definitely be interesting. Um, what, if, what if Doctor Strange just steals Mjolnir from the alternate universe for <laughs> So, at about a minute ten, we get our first shot of Gladiator Thor. And probably the, well, the Grandmaster's talking, and he's getting ready to in, introduce somebody. And I, this this movie should just be given a line for the, or an award for best line ever. Like, I... I've seen people complaining about it on the comments, people who post that, and I think those people need to shut up. Why would they complain? Why in the I world would they complain? Understand. I do not understand how anyone could complain about this. This, like, had me smiling. I've watched this six times today. 
Oh, me too. Uh, that's a, and you know, just the details, like going through and pausing it and seeing a bunch of details. There is so much Kirby thrown all over this movie. Just like little little pieces of art, just kind of pop. Just they're just kind of Kirby esque. Like the designs on the gladiator door just reminds me of Kirby. Uh, and yeah, this is where we get Thor's new helmet too, which looks sweet. It's really neat. I know you were wanting to talk about that a minute ago. Oh no, it's epic because it, 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 it's a winged helm. Yeah. But like, it just, it's just like it makes sure that the, you would get cut on these wings. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen him wear a helmet since the first Thor, have we? No, we haven't. It's a damn shame. Like, why? How could he make it through three other movies without having his helmet? It, let's just say his noggin has not been his best asset. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, uh, Thor gets his helmet on. He's ready to fight, and they introduce the Incredible Hulk, who busts out of the door. They get, they get cut off. They don't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do get cut off. But that looks straight from Planet Hulk. Down to the hammer, down to his shoulder pads, helmet. Like, I'm wondering how much of Planet Hulk they're going to, like, just sprinkle over this portion of the movie. Are we going to get some of the supporting cast? I wonder wonder if Universal is the issue. Universal is the issue. um, Marvel doesn't own the Incredible Hulk out completely. I wonder if that's why we're only getting a partial Hulk. It is. That's why we haven't gotten a full appearance of the Hulk, well, full film of the Hulk since the Incredible Hulk, which was done by Marvel and Universal. I think everybody forgets that about the the Flight 1 Marvel stuff. Like, the fact that Cap was the co-production with Paramount. Yeah. And then they were able to get it out. Mm-hmm. Like, it cost a lot of money. Like, well, they didn't make money on the first cap, I don't think. Um, yeah, it was, that was just a distribution deal. Um, the only one that was previously owned was the Hulk. Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man were all co-productions. Well, not co-productions, but they were distributed. They were self-done by Marvel, but distributed through those other studios. So that was the thing that was interesting about it. Like, so Marvel existed as an independent company, mm-hmm. and that and it produced it wanted to produce its content for itself because it didn't like the way Sony had, had handled its content, essentially. Yeah. And so, because everybody else, they're like, "Yeah, let's partner. It's fine." Well, except for Fox. But Sony was Fo- just like, "We're not fucking interested." Uh, it was more. It was more Fox. Um, well, no, but didn't Fox do? Who did the? Who did Iron Man first? It was Paramount. Paramount also did Iron Man. Yeah. So yeah, that was Paramount and Universal were the people who were willing to play. Yeah, but and eventually Hulk they were was able a out Paramount, but well, not Universal entirely. No, um, Universal already owned the rights to the Hulk. The other ones were, like I said, were just distribution deals. Marvel owned those characters; those were distribution deals. I, Universal I actually owns the Hulk. Also purchased Namor. That was a thing I'd heard. Um, it's. It's a good possibility that they have Namor, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Universal just kind of hasn't wanted to play. 
They haven't been interested in making another Solo Hulk, Hulk film for whatever reason. Um, but yeah. And Marvel can't do a, do just a Hulk movie without their permission. He can be in any of the team-up films without their, their say, but they can't do their own Hulk movie without him. Still, what an ambitious fucking thing to have done. Like, where you're like, hey, listen, these movies, I know you're not actually um, uh, getting any money from them, but we want them to be in the same universe. Yeah. I, I think it's silly that Universal isn't willing to play a bit more. Especially since Sony's doing it. You know, if you could get Universal and Sony together, why not? Why not? You know? Well, I mean, the way that it works for Paramount, wasn't it? at least for Cap, was like they they co-produced the first, they co-produced Cap. They'd already made Iron Man. But then the, for Captain America, I thought they were just like, here, we'll pay to make it. And then you just pay to distribute it. And you keep the majority of the profits. We'll just keep our back end. But then after that, we want the rights back. It might have been something like that, but I mean, I Marvel was it a like a win-win. Like there was no way that Paramount lost in that deal. Oh yeah, no. Marvel was an independent studio at the time. Uh, those first, that first wave of that first phase was all independent films, very high budget independent films. But they were an independent film studio. Until they were bought by Disney. I think Iron Man 2 might be the first Disney, if I remember. No. Uh, even even the Avengers, if you watch the Avengers, it's still distributed by uh, by Paramount. Huh. Yeah. I could have sworn they were Disney by Um, They were. They were had already been bought, but they still had a distribution uh, deal with Paramount. They had to wait until that deal was finished, and that's that's what was going on. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the Hulk just bust out, and we get Thor just screaming "Yes," and the entire crowd goes dead silent right here, and it's wonderful. Like the joy and the joy in Thor's eyes, and his expression is priceless. And then you go out to the booth and see the Grandmaster sitting with Loki. And later, I want you to pause on this shot and look at the Kirby ejaculation in this shot. Could you do that for me? Oh, just be with the arena, the way everything is set up? No, when it goes to the, the reaction shot of the Grandmaster and Loki, pause it right there and just look at it. Because there is Kirby all over this shot. It's like if Kirby did a Jackson Pollock. It's quite amazing. Really amazing. It's it's awesome. And during this, Thor is explaining, Oh, I know him. He's a friend from work. Best line delivery Ever, Chris Hemsworth deserves everything from this. He took it. He, it, it I feel like it's a straight line from from that uh, Thor sketch that they did at the end of, uh, of Ultron. From the Thor sketch they did at the end of Ultron. Yeah, the uh, 
Oh, was. no, those were... No, those were uh, those were actually that oh, was Civil War. Civil War DVD and the you saw the sequel on the Doctor Strange DVD, right? Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Actually, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, they're those are canon, and he's in he's in Ragnarok. Oh, the Infinity Stones. Yeah, uh, his his roommates in Ragnarok. Those are canon. You fucking kidding me? No, those are canon. <laughs> Yeah, those happened. That's amazing. Yeah. And, well, during during all this trailer, uh, one thing that we didn't really talk about, except for a little bit at the beginning, was uh, Immigrant Song, which is all about Norse mythology. Yeah, I don't know how it took them this long. Yeah, I have no idea. And I'm so I glad they it's waited. Funny because isn't part of it shot in New Zealand? Yeah. The, the director is New Zealand, so now New Zealand is forever like Hobbit land. <laughs> and so it's, it's essentially like, yeah, they're like, yeah, Zeppelin. Um, this just it, it just fits. And it does. It does. Yeah, I have I have some sound effects going on. Just all Zeppelin songs are either about. Except for the crunch, the crunch doesn't have a bridge. Yeah. But if it did, it would be a Bifrost bridge. You're right. The, um, it's just like all Zeppelin songs are either about Norse mythology or Lord of the Rings. Right. That's there's, it. There's there's nothing else. <laughs> oh, I mean, when you have a, a a line called "Hammer of the Gods," it's like, duh. Why hadn't? Why? Why now? But I'm so glad it's now, especially with, you know, you get the almost the 80s and or 70s like sci-fi feel to this movie anyway, with all the graphics and everything. That's why I think it would be a perfect match for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, well, I mean, they had the Guardians uh, cameo to begin with, the Collector. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Way back at the in the post credits of Dark World, yeah. Which Dark World isn't as bad as people say it is. Um, no, Dark World isn't as bad as people say. Um, I think there's a lot of fun in that movie, but also Chris Eccleston wasn't a great villain. And they, they, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not Chris Eccleston's fault. Not at all. Um. That's when Marvel kind of fell into a slump with all their villains. It's been a... I think the real villain of a Thor 2 was uh, the inability to get a sequel into production quickly. Oh, that was the problem? They were just rushed into it? They didn't have it in a place where it really fit with the rest of the map. Like, I mean, things that were not advancing enough. Like, it's it's still, like, four or five years out before you're like, hey, remember this big blue guy at the end of the, this movie that you just watched? Like, yeah, he's still coming, kind of maybe. Uh, Guardians was just a year later. Yeah, no, I just mean, like, it's so early in the... In, it's important in setting up Infinity War. There's a fucking Infinity Stone in it. Yeah. But it's it's a slow roll. Well, it's like it's like 
part one of five. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say more of like the post credit scene in the Avengers where you first see Thanos. I mean, that's farther out well, than yeah, that. That's it, but like that's that's a post credit scene. Yeah. This entire film is like part one of five fingers. Yeah. And it's just like the least interesting finger. It's like a pinky. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Thor: The Dark World is the pinky of the Marvel universe. But there are. This will be what the f- film number sixteen in their universe. Good lord! So Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk. I think we're sitting at thirteen right now with Doctor Strange. So this Iron year, Man, The Incredible Hulk, then Iron Man Two. Yes. Then Thor, not Thor, then Cap. Oh, then Thor, then Cap. Then Avengers. Uh, then Avengers. Iron Man then three. Iron Man three. Dark Lord, Dark, ah, Dark World. Dark World. Winter Soldier. Winter, no, it was uh, Guardians was before Winter Soldier, right? No. Then Winter Soldier, Guardians. Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Civil War. Civil War. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. So 13. Yeah, but that's a lot. So by the end of this year, Thor Ragnarok is film number 16. Wow. Yeah. So Ragnarok's at the end of the year. Yes, it's in November. So we have Guardians 2 and Spider-Man Homecoming before it. This, I like that all three films have the same vibe to them this yeah, year. Yeah, agreed. Like, that's not always the case. That's always that's actually what's refreshing about, about Marvel usually is that they have different tones to them. Mm-hmm. Like... Ant-Man, Iron Man have a similar tone. You don't see them pop up in the same year. Yeah. It's usually like you have like a science hero, and then you have uh, something like, oh, this is, this is entirely different. This is an action comedy heist flick. <laughs> and this is, a, uh, this is a noir fantasy about uh, spy drama and the age of surveillance states. Yeah. And uh, what's this one? <laughs> with big guns and a tree the, uh, yeah yeah um, uh, the raccoon talks <laughs> what, what, what's the genre of that it's that that is the genre yeah high high uh, high sci-fi fantasy all right Vulg- vulgar sci-fi fantasy sure My dog is howling. Yeah, it's just, my my dog like is howling. Year, it's all like they all have the same attitude. Yeah, they kind of do. Um, I, well, Spider-Man: Homecoming. They're they're saying it's John Hughes mixed with Spider-Man, so we'll see. But it's like so. Yeah, I guess that's more of like a teen comedy, but like that's like for a, a romance drama thing, but not yeah. really. Like you still have Tony Stark, and it's still. And it's still 
Yeah, you know, I, I one thing I like about it, we actually didn't get to talk about the, the recent Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Um, they kind of do the opposite. The, the hero starts out with his suit, and then he gets his suit taken away, so he has to finish in his his made-from-scratch suit, which I kind of like. I want to see if he'll design his own thing. I don't know. Uh, well, no, I'm sure Tony will give him back the suit at the end of the movie. I, th- I think it'd be better if he makes his own thing, because, like, I mean, that was... It's funny, because I guess he had Civil War already. Yeah. And so you don't have to have the plot point of Tony designs a suit so he can steal uh, his ability to uh, predict threats. Yeah. Which, that was an interesting bit of tech. I hadn't thought of how useful it would be to be able to, to find a way to detect malevolent intent. Especially if you're Tony Stark, because everybody's going to think you're a dick. Yeah, right? You're like, okay, I'm normally aware that everyone thinks, but dick, no, you actually want to kill me. <laughs> like, for him, it would be incredibly useful. Oh, yeah, definitely. But like, but, like, all of the things, like, I mean, like, Spidey, like, in general, like, all, all, everything about him turned out to be, like, a product that would have been super marketable. You're like, gecko gloves, like, there's all sorts of good applications for that. People are trying to build that in real life. Yeah. Synthetic spider silk, like, that can actually help cure arthritis or be amazing new building materials. Like, Dark would have a fucking build day. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's one good thing I liked about, or one of the best things I liked about Dan Slott's run on the Spider-Man book. Peter's making this technology for consumers as well. He He's using it as a front to make tech for him as Spider-Man, but it's all stuff for the consumer. I, I think it's really neat. Oh, yeah, the Spider, because he, he now has a company. Yeah, Parker Industries. I mean, the thing is, like, he's been a mechanical genius the entire time. He's more... He, he's like a pure engineer. Or, or no, Stark is more an engineer and inventor. Where he's actually like a scientist. He, has, like, he does have like the, the brain of a scientist. Yeah. In terms of just like wanting to test things out and discover things. But also he does have that practical mindset because he's obviously, he applies it, but he's not, he's not thinking wider commercially. He's not thinking like, oh, yeah, this technology could save millions of people. Yeah. He would almost Spider Man would almost be a more useful hero if he didn't punch people. <laughs> kind of like Batman. Yeah. Batman would be far more useful if he didn't spend his time punching people. That's fair. Like in in the DC universe, there are much better people to have punch you in the face. Like, like Superman. But yeah, Batman's power is that he's a billionaire with like a great brain. Wait, uh, did you did you watch the Justice League trailer? Like, the actual trailer for the Justice League? Yeah. Momoa steals the show again. Oh, yeah. But you just said a, a line when the, when Barry asked Batman, well, asked Bruce what his power is, and he's just like, I'm rich. That's in the trailer. That's wonderful. Yeah. Anyways, we're, uh, we're after 50 minutes here, so we can go ahead and wrap this up, Gabe. Yeah, 50 minutes about a 2 minute and 30 second trailer. If you thought we were stretching, that's because we were. No, I don't think we actually were. We we covered a lot of information in that. Yeah. I haven't been this excited about a movie in a long time. I I don't know how they weaponized joy. 
just feel like Chris Chris Hemsworth's portrayal has always been fun, and they just like turn that up to the max. Like we should have known that it would be good because they took a comedy director and put him in charge of it. Yeah, and gave him a large budget. And I mean, like even even Loki. Like I know we were talking about the, and I'm not using that as a pun. Even like Loki, I like the fact that like Valkyrie is this badass Polynesian chick. Yeah. Who, if you I haven't seen her, Loki. she's I, wonderful I in Creed. Will dislike that, but in the same vein as like Heimdall is a fucking badass yeah. now. I, I really, I really dig the fact that she's she's in the movie as well. Well, if you haven't seen the actress in anything, I'm spacing her name right now. Hold on, give me one second. I have it right here on my phone. Um. Uh, Tessa Thompson, she is wonderful in Creed. If you haven't seen it, for any listeners who haven't haven't seen Creed, and if you haven't seen Creed, what the fuck are you waiting for? Oh, Ray Stevenson is in it. Volstag is in it. I just missed okay, him. Good. Yeah. All right. Volstag versus the Hulk would be really entertaining. <laughs> oh, I'm really concerned that the Warriors Three are just going to bite the dust early. Oh, probably. But, I mean, I, maybe everybody comes back to life? Maybe. And, you know, maybe this is a good... Uh, maybe Marvel did this in order to keep Chris Hemsworth around. You know, just make one hell of a fun movie to keep him sticking around. Granted, he's one of the few that really haven't talked about leaving, unlike Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, but... Just, just make him happy. Just he's the youngest out of all of them, and he can have the most fun out of all of them. Let him have fun. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Chris Evans has talked about leaving because he, he apparently didn't actually mean it as much as everyone thought. Uh, apparently, it's it's turned back around a little bit. Here yeah, because I mean, like originally he was going to count his cameos as full appearance appearances. Yeah, and now he he I mean he seems to be really in good sort. And yeah, good spirit. So if Marvel he, keeps he, turning he out typecast as like American heroes now, like yeah. wasn't he, who was he like John Glenn or some one of the Mercury Seven and Hidden Figures? No, oh, I actually didn't see Hidden Figures. I need to. I need to as well. This is the year I saw less of the Oscar-nominated films than ever in my past. I haven't seen, out of those, I didn't see Fences. I didn't see Hidden Figures or... Oh, there's one more. Uh, The one with uh, the guy from Slumdog. Uh, Lion. I didn't see Lion. I didn't see any of those three. And I also didn't see Moonlight. And I also didn't see La La Land. How have you not seen La La Land? That's I saw like nothing. Also, I La La Land is just not in my demo. I know that's weird. I think you'd love it. I, I don't. I don't like Hollywood biopics that are like or not biopics because it's fictionalized. I don't like Hollywood like lionizations of itself generally because I can be accused of being smug correctly often. But you love musicals, that's dude. That's characteristic. Game. It's not I, something that I think should be celebrated all that much. I know how much like, you love I, musicals. I don't, I don't really like lionizing Hollywood in general. But you love musicals. And I don't like musicals. So, like, a lionizing Hollywood musical about the blacklisting age, like, is going to probably rub me in all the wrong ways. <laughs> all right. Anyways. Uh, That's a weird note to end on, though, so we have to come up with something better to end on than that. <laughs> 
No, I loved La La Land. I cried multiple times in that movie. Um, which I can't say about Moonlight. I did not care for Moonlight at all. I haven't seen it, and it's not even that I don't want to see these films. I will see these films. There's yeah. no doubt. It's just, it was a matter of, like, the way that they were screened. I think, uh, some of them had gotten, I mean, I mean, obviously, In Figures was a fucking box office smash. Yeah. It did fantastic, and was out at the time. I just didn't get to see it because there were so many freaking good movies out at the time, and I should have seen that movie, but... Yeah. I was busy. I was pulling a lot of overtime shifts at the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just, like, I, I didn't get a chance to go out and see it on the holiday season. Damn. All right. Well, Gabe, um, let them know where, what your panels are again, since this will be up before C2E2. They're at C2E2 at times and places. Do you not, do you not have those? Do you not? I don't have it, I don't have it on me. Okay. It's uh, Saturday. Uh, we are in room S403, which is next to S402, where we're at Sunday. There and, you go. And, uh, times I do not recall off the top of my head. Well, they, the names of the panels, and you can search for them on the C2E2 app, are Diverse Means for Diverse Worlds, reprising the title of, uh, of the panel that we did in 2014. And uh, the other one is called Reblog, Retweet, Resist. And it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. All right. Or it does. It it really doesn't, but it probably will because people will make it political. But it's the idea of, like, using fan to fan activism. So trying to to get fans to do more than just, like, tweet or hashtag something. If they, they care about a property to go out and... And do something. Change in the so things nice. like the Harry Potter Alliance, where um, they said Warner Brothers, uh, Harry Potter is a thing about a kid who was abused. Uh, maybe you should not use child labor in promoting any Harry Potter product. Yeah. And they got Warner Brothers to uh, to stop doing that. Good. And also, they got them to ethically source the chocolate for all the Harry Potter products. All right. So stuff like that. Maybe there will be encouragement to run for public office, or if you think that's a good thing. Like uh, one of the panelists is actually somebody who has run for public office. She ran for the nerdiest of public offices. She she is a member of her local library board now. So congr- congratulations, Marianne Mohan Raj, for winning your election to the uh, Oak Park Library Board. But the uh, yeah, it's it's just a, it's a cool thing. But that's only if. Uh, who knew it was such a nerdy office as the office of running the library? <laughs> uh. So yeah, but that's, but that's all like small cell stuff, and it's it's like be the change that you want to see type of thing. Good. So, like, it, it should be apolitical, but it's also going to talk about the fact that nerds have have used their their power for evil as well. <laughs> like social media cuts both ways, so it's yeah, for be sure. An examination of that as well. Well, awesome. Your panels always turn out really well. And if you're going to be at C2E2, definitely look for them. They're always a great time. Um, also, uh, we have a web page. What? After five I years of doing the, it. after five years of doing the podcast, we finally have a web page. So go on there. You can listen to the podcast on there. You can also We'll be posting articles and all kinds of stuff. So it'll be fun. Listen to the podcast on there. Let us know. 
know because it's not perfect on mobile. It, it was working on my phone. We're still working out some tweaks, but go on there. You can comment on our articles. Still working out a way to, to comment on the episodes themselves. Uh, when you go to comment on those, it redirects you to Podomatic. For the love of God, leave us a rating. We haven't had a new rating in... Yeah, in a while. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I think we're on the on the rise again, so keep listening, guys. I'm David West. You can find me on Twitter at David West underscore K-O-E-S. You can find us at Kind of Epic Show on Twitter or on Instagram at Kind of Epic Show. Yep. I, there was questioning in my voice because I wasn't entirely certain. It's, uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at InstaGabriel. Yeah, on our Instagram, there is a underscore between each of the words. So, there's that. All right. Um, what, game? <laughs> All right. I'm hitting the space bar. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.